When Zarathustra turned thirty years old, he left his home and the lake beside his home to go into the mountains. There he enjoyed his spirit and his solitude, and for ten years he did not weary of it. But at last his heart changed, and rising one morning with the rosy dawn, he said to the sun, O oh, great star, what would your happiness be if you had nobody to shine for? For ten long years you have climbed up to my cave, and every morning I have been waiting for you here with my serpent and my eagle. And we basked in your glory, and took from you your overflowing power, and we blessed you for this. But now I am weary of my wisdom. I am a bee that has gathered too much honey and needs hands outstretched to take it. I must shine like you, until the wise speak in tongues and the poor count their blessings. I must go down into the deep, like I was you, the sun, diving underneath the sea, giving light to the netherworld, shining with unmatched happiness, high in the sky where you can witness the greatest happiness without a shred of envy. You have filled me with your happiness. It is time I emptied myself. It is time Zarathustra became a man. So Zarathustra began his journey down the mountain, and on his way he came across an old man. This old man was a hermit who had abandoned his church to live in a cabin in the woods. And when this old man saw Zarathustra, he opened his mouth and began speaking to Zarathustra. You are no stranger to me, you wanderer. Many years ago you passed me by. Yes, Zarathustra was your name. But you have changed. Back then you carried ashes into the mountains. But now you carry with you fire into the valleys. Do you not fear that this will be the death of your fire? Yes, I recognize you, Zarathustra. Your eyes are pure. No hate lurks around your mouth. You even walk like you were dancing. But you were different, Zarathustra. You have transformed. A child you have become. An awakened one. So what business do you have in the land of those who sleep? You lived at peace in the ocean of eternal solitude. And you did not drown. Instead, it lifted you up. But now you choose to go ashore and drag your body to the mob that is mankind. Zarathustra met his eye and said, I love mankind. I love mankind too, barked the old man. But why do you think I went into the forest and the desert? I loved mankind far too much. Now I love God, men I do not love. Man is a thing too shoddy and imperfect for me. To love man would be the death of me. Mm -hmm. Zarathustra gave him a coy look and said, I don't love man because I have expectations of him. I bring gifts to man. Gifts! Give them nothing, said the saint. Instead, take part of their load. 
and carry it along with them. They would find this very nice. If, however, you insist on giving them something, give them nothing more than charity, and make them beg for it. And Zarathustra replied, deadpan, that I am not here to bring charity. I am much too poor for that. <laughs> the old saint chuckled and said, Okay, my dear Zarathustra. But know this, they may not accept your treasures. They are distrustful of wise men like you and I. Our footsteps ring hollow in their streets. They distrust us like we were charlatan criminals. Listen, Zarathustra, these people will cast you out. Don't go to men. Stay in the forest. Go to the animals. Why not be like me, a bear among bears, a bird among the birds? Zarathustra looked him up and down and said, Well, what do you do among the forest? And the saint said, Well, I make hymns and I sing them. And when I sing them, I laugh and I weep and I love. And that is how I praise God. It is the best gift I can offer him. And then the old man suddenly looked up coyly and said, By the way, Zarathustra, did you bring any gifts for me? <laughs> My dear saint, I'm afraid I have no gifts worthy of you. And you know, I should probably hurry on my way before I end up taking too much more of your time. <laughs> <laughs> and so they went their separate ways, laughing like schoolboys. And as Zarathustra walked down the mountain, alone once again, he said to his heart, Could it be this old man who lives in the mountains has not yet heard that God is... Dead. In time, Zarathustra came across a village. So he made his way down to try to find some people to hear his message. And to his surprise, he discovered everybody assembled in the marketplace. They were waiting to watch a tightrope walker. So Zarathustra took this chance to preach to them his new vision for life. Dear people, I am here to teach you about the Ubermensch. Man is something that has to be overcome. What have you done to overcome him? Everything that has lived so far has created something beyond itself. Do you want to be the end of that great flow? What is an ape to man? He is a laughing stock. But that is what man will be to the Ubermensch. A laughing stock, a thing of shame. You see, you were once a worm, but now you are a man. Yet there is much within you that is still a worm. And my great hope is that you overcome that worm when you learn of the Ubermensch. I want you to see that the Ubermensch will give our world a purpose. Let your heart say that our world will not be cast aside, and it will have a purpose. My friends, do not abandon our beautiful world. Do not fall for those who sell you otherworldly hopes. They are despisers of life. Spitting toxic poisons, turning your heart against our world. The earth is weary of them. So forget about them. Let them go. When the earth was in their hands, it was the highest sin to speak against their God. But God is dead, 
and now it is the highest sin to speak against our world. They taught you to look at your body with disgust, and your soul learned to hate your body. It wanted to destroy it, to make it crippled, ugly, and sick. You believed that that's how you would escape the suffering and pain of your body and of the earth. But you made a mistake. It was your soul that was sickly and crippled. And its cruelty towards the body was its twisted way of finding joy. My friends, we cannot live this way. Our souls are wretched. And all of mankind has learned to embrace this wretchedness. Mankind is a storm of agony and hate. But there is potential in this storm. The greatest moment of your life is the hour of your greatest hate. When even your happiness becomes disgusting to you, alongside all your reason and your morals. When your agony overcomes you. The hour when you say, what good is my happiness? It is poverty and laziness. What good is my reason? Does my knowledge fill me with frenzy? What good are my morals? They have not made me passionate. They have not filled me with fire and enchantment. Have you ever spoken like this? Have you ever cried like me? If only, if only I could see you when you believed in something. But instead I see you on your knees praying up to heaven because you think you are a sinner when you were really searching for a storm to ignite you. So tell me then, when you wail to that world above, where is the lightning that licks you with its tongue? Where is that frenzy that enchants you? I teach you the Ubermensch. He is that lightning. He is that frenzy. But after this speech, one of the audience members called out to Zarathustra. Nice introduction, sir, but I think we've heard enough about this amazing rope dancer. Any chance you could be quiet and let him come out onto the stage, yeah? As they laughed at him, Zarathustra looked bewildered and depressed. But all the commotion reached the ears of the tightrope walker. And he assumed that it was the call-out for him to begin his show. So he took his first brave step out across the chasm that was below him. Zarathustra saw the tightrope walker and thought to himself that this drama might be a better way to get his message across. So once again he began to speak. Man is a rope stretched between the beast and the ubermensch. A rope over an abyss. And this abyss is full of peril, dangerous to cross, dangerous to look back, and dangerous to hesitate. His destiny is danger, but that is what is great within man. Man is great because he is a bridge and not an end. I love man because he is a path forward and also a path downwards. And the parts of mankind that I love are those whose hearts are ready to dive down into the abyss of the world. Because they will be the ones who make it forward and over the bridge that is man. I love the great despisers because they are the great adorers. With arrows of longing pointed at far off shores. 
I love those who do not first seek a reason beyond the stars to dive down and become sacrifices. Sacrifices for the Earth. Sacrifices so that the future world of the Ubermensch will come to pass. I love him who justifies the future ones and redeems the ones of the past through man at present. I love him who chastises his god because he loves his god because he will succumb through the wrath of his god. I love him whose soul is so overfull that he forgets himself and all things are within him. And that's why all things become his destruction. I love him who seeks his own virtue because his virtue is the will to go down and an arrow towards distant shores. I love him who is a free spirit and a free heart. And so his head is bewitched by the power of his heart. And so his heart betrays him. I love all those who are like heavy drops falling out of the dark cloud that lowers over man. They prophesize the coming of the lightning. And I am the first of these prophets of the lightning. I am the first heavy drop to come falling from the storm. But the lightning is the Ubermensch. <laughs> After Zarathustra had spoken these words, they began to laugh at him once again. And so he said to his heart, They stand and they laugh, but they do not believe me. I am not the mouth for these ears. These people only believe what they see. They have no time for dreams. You can only reach their minds if you assault them with moral hysterics. These people only believe their stuttering, civilized leaders. These civilized beliefs are the source of their pride. This flustered chattering. This is what distinguishes them from the goat herds. And this is why they don't like to hear that their civilized selves are contemptible. So I will speak to their pride and show them where this civility will lead them. I will teach them of the last man. And so Zarathustra began speaking of the most disgusting thing. Dear people, it is time for man to fix his goal. It is time for man to plant the seed of his highest hope. Still his soil is rich enough for it. But that soil will one day be poor and exhausted, and no grand tree will any longer be able to grow out of it. Do you understand? There will come a time where man will no longer be able to launch the arrow of his longing beyond a man, and the string of his bow will have forgotten how to whiz. I am here to tell you that you must have chaos in your heart to give birth to a dancing star. I am here to tell you that you still have chaos within you. There will come a time where man will no longer be able to give birth to any stars, and all that will be left will be the most despicable man who can no longer be disgusted by himself. This will be the last man. What is love? What is creation? What is longing? What is a star? 
This is what the last man asks as he blinks. And in his time, the earth will have become small. And on this earth, he will hop and make everything small. His species is as ineradicable as the flea. The last man lives the longest. We have discovered happiness, the last man will say as he blinks. We no longer become poor or rich. Both are too much effort. Who still wants to rule? Who still wants to obey? Both are just too much work. No shepherd, one herd. Everyone wants the same. Everybody is equal. He who has other desires goes voluntary into the madhouse. Formerly all the world was mad, says their intellectuals as they blink. And many of them will be clever, and they will know all that has happened throughout history, and they will say that history was pointing towards their worlds. The people will work, because work is a pastime. But none of them will take their pastime so seriously that it might cause harm. And they will take a little poison now and then, so that it makes their dreams pleasant. And when the time comes, they will take enough poison, so that it makes for a pleasant death. The last man will say that we have discovered happiness, and he will stand, and he will blink. And at this, Zarathustra throws up his hands, and he says, is this the future that you want? Is this what you're going to allow the world to become? And the people laughed. <laughs> Make us this last man, Zarathustra. They sound like a good time to us. And in return, our gift to you is you can keep the Ubermensch. <laughs> I've lived too long in the mountains, sighed Zarathustra. My thoughts are lofty, my mind is clear, but they think I am a joker. They laugh at me, and there is ice in their laughter. I will have to go searching for those who will hear my message. My journey has just begun. And there ended the first great speech, called the Prologue that was spoken by Zarathustra. <laughs>